What is going on, Eat Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Podcast. And boy, do we have a treat for you today. If you haven't been listening to the DFS and Dynasty podcast with Steve, JJ, and Austin over there, you're making a mistake. But we've got something in store for you today. We're doing a little bit of a crossover episode with the ever-present Dale DeMont, and JJ is going to be joining him for a little back and forth to make sure that you guys are aware of everything that Eat Sleep Fantasy offers you. So... Sit back, relax, get ready to laugh at Dale, and have a good time listening to JJ and Dale on the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. DFS the Dynasty, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Go ahead and grab a seat. No one else is bad as this. Help you win the championships. Yeah, we got you cashing in. Steve and JJ on the gates. Ain't nobody matching them. On another level, homie, watch them bring the passion in. Different level, won't believe how we do with sleep a league. Kick it with your boy Steve and JJ going deep. They don't play around, keep it real. They win, you win. You are rocking, you are rocking with. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of DFS and Dynasty with Eat Sleep Fantasy. I am JJ Gosh, back again. You can find me on Twitter at JJ Gosh. If my voice doesn't sound too familiar, it's because I was busy being an adult the last few weeks. Uh, Steve held it down going solo while I was gone, uh, so I appreciate that, but I will not be going solo tonight. Uh, joining me is going to be a familiar voice coming down from the main ESF pod to slum it with the DFS crew is Dale DeMott, uh, the one and only. Everybody go wish Dale a happy belated birthday. Uh, he's going to love it. <laughs> so what's up, Dale? What's going on? No, man, uh, this is my first time ever being on this podcast. It's kind of weird because, uh, you know, you guys have been doing this for like two years or a year, two years, and never once got the invite. Um, and I think I was third string today, but hey, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I mean, if you it's count okay. Steve and John, you were third, but you were also <laughs> first to respond. So every every time on first read, JJ, we have a group chat. JJ always says, hey, anybody want to jump on the pod or Steve, anybody want to jump on the pod? I'm always the first one. Yeah, let me know. And then like crickets. And then like two days later, it's like, oh, we just didn't record. We didn't get anybody. I mean, you, you know, you got to weigh your options. So it's, <laughs> it's either record with Dale or put out no content. And really what's worse. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, for anybody who is familiar with Easley Fantasy and checking out, because uh, I'm going to promote this obviously heavy on uh, the OG podcast. Uh, so for everybody joining for the first time, uh, we thank you. Obviously, JJ, thanks you and Steven, he's usually here, uh, but uh, I I am not a DFS guru like these guys. I don't live and sleep and breathe this stuff, but I do love DFS and I love the strategy. I mean, it's a whole it's all another game during the season. So I'm really excited about uh about joining you, JJ, and maybe I'll even learn something. But hopefully, I can bring a little bit uh, just regular little fantasy to this DFS action. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why I had you here even if you were my third choice. <laughs> so real quick, before we jump into the housekeeping, I need you to rank these from worst to first for me, okay? Okay. The car buying process. Oh, that's bad. The, the house buying process or the house selling process. Worst to first, go. Uh, car buying process 
is the worst. And I'll tell you what. Well, okay, I'll, I'll rank them and I'll tell you why. Car buying the worst. Uh, house selling. Mm, no, house buying second worst or second best. And then house buying is the best thing. I'll tell you why the car buying is the worst. Because oh. there's no way you're ever going to go in and be efficient. It, the car the car industry is so warped and so antiquated. Antiquated? Uh, antiquated. There you go. <laughs> um, so antiquated. Uh, can we cut that out or do you do anything? It's fine. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's so it's so old. They're using old paperwork. You, you're signing things. It's like they should just give you an iPad. Bam, bam, bam. Check, 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 and you're done. But you're always there for three hours no matter what. Um, at least for the house buying and selling, like you know what you're getting into. The processes suck. You're doing a lot of stuff, but you know you're in for the long haul. And there's a good payout. One, you're selling the house. You're free. The other one, you're buying a house. You're excited. The car is like uh, just sucky. I would slightly alter your rankings. Uh, car buying was by far the worst. That's where yes. I was two weeks ago for basically two yeah. full evenings yeah. after work, <laughs> and it was a nightmare. Um, we are also currently buying and selling a home. Uh, buying a home means you have to go look at like 17 to 18 homes a week uh, only to put an offer in on one only to find out you didn't get it <laughs> yeah. and then do yeah. it all over again the next week. <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 that does suck. You're right. Yeah. But uh, we've been house hunting and stuff lately too, and it, it sucks. Um, but at least you see a light at the end of the tunnel. The car, I, I went into the car dealership knowing exactly the make, model, year, the color, the trim level, everything. I knew exactly what I wanted. I knew the price point, and it still took me three hours to get everything done. Yeah, that sounds about right. I didn't even and test drive the car. I didn't even. Ask. They're like, "Do you want to test drive?" I'm like, "No, I don't want to test. Let's just get it to go for it." He's like, "Are you sure we could test drive and uh, you know see the new feature?" No, I don't need to know any of that. Just give me the paperwork. Let's get going. Like, Let me yeah. get my manager. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. It's Christ. never that easy. And and just the haggling, the haggling yeah. with price and Horrible. what's your what your trade ins worth. Oh, it, it was it was a nightmare. It's worst. It's worst. But I digress. So a little bit of housekeeping, uh, as always. Check out our latest episodes along with Dale's OG pod uh, by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker. Uh, be sure to leave a review also. We, we love hearing good words or otherwise, uh, especially if Brito, Brito has offended you in the state that you live in. Mm-hmm. Let him know. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, along with our podcast, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channels as well. Um, Dale was just on there, I believe, last night. You mm-hmm. went live last night. So be sure to subscribe, get the notifications that, that we're going live, and, and you know pay attention and win some fantasy fantasy championships. There you go. Uh, also, eatsleepfantasy.com. It's a website. Go there and subscribe. Uh, the gold package is our free redraft and dynasty rankings. You get positional tiers, all sorts of the weekly goodness. Uh, and then we also have our DFS package, which is $50.00. For the rest of the season, we give you lineups for FanDuel, DraftKings. I think we're going to start going a little bit into Yahoo as well. Uh, It's $50 for the rest of the year or $5 a week from now through the Super Bowl. So this also includes the playoffs uh, and the Super Bowl itself. So be sure to go to eatsleepfantasy.com, check it out, and subscribe. There you go. Awesome. Uh, The the DFS content, uh, for those that aren't, getting the DFS package. If you're listening and you don't get this package, I, you get all the goodness in the podcast. 
But to get the actual cheat sheets and to get the lineups basically set for you to win money, I mean, if, if you're trying to get, you know, even if you're serious or if you're a beginner or even intermediate, if you're going into this, you need this cheat sheet at least to go off of. Uh, maybe you don't have to follow it to the T, but when you're looking at all these series of cheat sheets, two, three cheat sheets at a week, you can kind of pick and choose and say, oh, wow, you know, uh, whatever. Trubisky, you know, is going to ball this week, and I didn't even think about that. Bam, you know, and you start marking it off. Just use him as a guide, at least. It's worth it. You'll make See, and this is back. this is how I know Dale is not a DFS guru because none of us would play Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> as a guy, we got to go through a lot of stuff to make sure that we are ready to be presentable below the waist. And what we have in store for you today is Manscaped.com. Our sponsors today are here to make your life so much easier and pain-free, probably most importantly. If you've ever tried to manscape and clean up your nether regions and somehow nick something or hurt yourself in some way, well, guess what? Manscaped is the product for you. All you got to do is head to Manscaped.com, use promo code ESF, again, promo code ESF. You will receive 20% off whatever your purchase, plus free shipping. Uh, it's better than Amazon Prime. They have everything that you need, all the products, different care packages. And if you order one of the packages today using our promo code, you will also get a free travel bag that is unbelievable. It's a great product. So please head over to manscaped.com. See what you need to get your life better downstairs. We all want it to look good. This is the product for you. Manscaped.com. Remember to use promo code ESF. But uh, before we get into our lineups, uh, let's let's jump into a little bit of news. Um, obviously, everybody should know by now, Saquon Barkley uh, got a high ankle sprain in uh, the game last week. He is going for a second opinion. The initial uh, timeline was four to eight weeks. They would, If that is the timeline, they would probably play it safe and keep him out through their week 11 bye. That is a killer for anybody who drafted him first overall. Um, along those lines, the Giants worked out, you know, three fill-in at best guys in Zach Zenner, uh, Benny Cunningham, and Fozzie Whitaker. None of those really moved the needle at all. Um, I think for now, anyway, it's going to be Wayne Gallman's show. But it would not surprise me if they went out and signed a veteran, um, kind of a stopgap for a few weeks. Uh, guys like Doug Martin, uh, C.J. Anderson, Jay Ajayi, kind of come to mind mm -hmm. dale you got any thoughts on that yeah no i the you know uh wayne gallman is is going to be the one piece that's going to screw a lot of people this week and for the rest of the season because i think there's way too many high hopes on this initially barkley gets hurt as a fantasy football player you're thinking gallman's a guy and then you really start diving deep and realizing that he's really not the guy and you know you mentioned the gallman show if the gallman if gallman had a show it would be like, like Courtney and Kim take Miami versus the Kardashians. <laughs> like not nearly as good. The scripts are a little bit too rigid. Um, you know, just you're not going to watch it. <laughs> you're right. I don't want to watch the <laughs> Gallman show. <laughs> but for now, he's all they got. Um, yeah. I mean, I think he's, and and I heard something earlier today that he is literally the least efficient pass-catching running back since he entered the league, and that's where Saquon thrived. So if you're plugging in Gallman expecting Barkley, you're going to be very disappointed this week. 
So Shady McCoy, uh, speaking of ankles, aggravated his ankle injury in last week's game. He did not return. Uh, he should be fine, but in the interim, uh, it's going to leave Daryl Williams and Darwin Thompson because Damian Williams is not likely to return this week. So personally, uh, I think Daryl Williams is going to be in for a huge workload if Shady and Damian can't play. Everybody was on the Darwin Thompson hype train this year, but Daryl Williams really showed out uh, when given the opportunity last week. I mean, he had nine rushes for 62 yards, and he caught every single one of his five targets for 47 yards. If he's the starting running back on a Kansas City offense, yeah, absolutely. Fire him up in all of your daily lineups, Uh, and if you can go get him on the waiver wire, get him in your seasonal lineups. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting one because really – it, it we don't get a situation like this very often where whoever the starting running back is is going to be fire. Like it doesn't matter who it is, uh, you know, Daryl, Darwin, Damian. It doesn't matter. Shady, whoever is going to get that starting role is going to light it up. It's just now it's just whatever names on top and which you know who's going to be trusted most. It looks like if if Daryl is out there. Uh, He's he's awesome. I, he seems way better than Darwin. Really, everybody was just hyping up Darwin because we just thought it was next man up, right? I and mean, it's not based off of talent or anything. It's just based off of whoever this whoever the guy is is going to be awesome. So if Daryl has a chance this week to show his talents like he did last week, I think he has a good chance even to pull ahead of Damian Williams. He very well could. I mean, Andy Reid trusts Daryl Williams, and, and that's that goes a long way when you look at a coach who has always utilized like a one like lead back in his offenses. So if, if he's earned his trust and he shows out again, it wouldn't surprise me if he just leapfrogged everybody and was a starter going forward. And he gets the, the Lions this week, so it's not like it's the toughest matchup in the world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, J.J., really quick, I don't mean to uh, – to um, take over here, but I know Vance McDonald is in a sling. He is uh, obviously injured and questionable for next week moving forward. But uh, we just got an alert. I don't know if you got the same one as we were recording yep, on Sleeper Bot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that uh, Seahawks are sending Nick Vanette to uh, to the Steelers. So, what does it say about Vance McDonald's future? Yeah, I mean, he was he was in the news. He's he's in a sling, so it's clearly not looking good. Um, Nick Vanette was was drafted in the third round, so there is some draft capital that goes with that. Uh, obviously, the NFL saw something in him, so if he can if he can you know prove to be any sort of the athlete that McDonald is, he could be in for a big role. When you saw how much Mason Rudolph used McDonald in his first game, or when he took over for Big Ben, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Cam Newton, uh, constantly hurt, potentially a Lisfranc Frank injury, which I don't know shit about medical, you know, stuff, especially feet. But this is supposed to be a four to eight week uh, time frame if he doesn't have surgery and that it's looking like he will not have the surgery. Would you be surprised if they just shut him down for the year? Not at all. Not at Where all. Where are they going? Uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'm, I listen to a lot of sports radio around Charlotte uh, I'm in Greensboro, North Carolina, a couple hours north, and uh, the the commentators here are basically kicking Cam out of town already, uh, saying that he's done with in in Carolina. So 
we'll see how that goes. I think Kyle Allen, I mean, how, how many games? I think it was eight home games in a row that Cam didn't throw a touchdown pass. And, yeah. uh, you know, Kyle Allen comes out there and, and lights it up last week. So, yeah, he threw for four. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we don't hear from Cam Newton in Carolina for the rest of his, I mean, this could be it. Yeah, and it, I'm going to reference a tweet that I put out uh, last week, actually. And I'm going to pull it up here just to make sure I, I quote myself accurately. But it was, I, I quote tweeted the Roto World story that had um, Cam Newton likely out for the game. And I said, unpopular opinion, Cam sitting will not be worse for DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I loved it. Cam has been the most inaccurate quarterback in the league so far. Kyle Allen might be an improvement from a passing standpoint. Yeah, and he goes out and throws four touchdowns. So, I, well, we we saw the exact same thing here with Daniel Jones and Eli Manning. It's it's not going to get any worse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And people, you know, people were saying, "Oh, what's going to happen to Evan Ingram?" Well, he's going to get the ball thrown to him more accurately. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, along the Daniel Jones line, did you know that he in last week's game surpassed Eli's season high in rushing touchdowns? That's crazy. Eli, Eli's never ran for more than one in any season. I didn't know that. That's a cool stat. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, next on the injury line, we have Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, and Deshaun Jackson. So Goddard and Jeffrey got in full practices today, uh, so it looks like they're on track to play, but Deshaun Jackson is doubtful. Uh, both of them, uh, Alshon and, and Dallas Goddard playing, I would say downgrades Nelson Aguilar. Um, I still think he'll be out there in three wide, but he's going to be the third option behind Elshon and Ertz. Really not much to talk about there. Um, speaking of not much to talk about, C.J. Anderson worked out for the Texans. The only thing that this says to me is that they are not sold on Carlos Hyde being the early down workhorse, and they still don't trust Duke Johnson for more than a you know a satellite pass catching back. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think there? Yeah, uh, I think Texans think that this this backfield is a mess. <laughs> they don't. I don't think they know what's going on. Uh, yeah, I I don't like any of the backfield. I don't care if C.J. Anderson, you know, starts for the Texans. I'm still really wary of of starting and playing anybody in season long DFS whatever. I'm I'm nervous. What however way it goes. Yeah, and it's I mean it's tough to trust anybody behind that offensive line. Like they they've improved course, yeah. since last year, but they're still not great. Nope. So um TY Hilton is unsure of his own week 4 status. Um so he wants to play. He said it just depends on how he's feeling. Uh, if he sits, I think they will be significantly more run heavy, uh which favors Marlon Mack, and I think they'll use two tight ends a lot more, which could funnel more targets to Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. Hundred percent. I was gonna say I was wondering where you're gonna go with this because I know Paris Campbell. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about him being the beneficiary here, but I like both these tight ends. You hit it on the nail. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Whatever this saying is. Um, yeah, I, I Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. I have Jack Doyle in the Superflex League that in the SFB, um, and I'm I'm playing Jack Doyle for sure. Yeah, spoiler alert for my article that hasn't come out yet. He's one of the streaming tight end options you're going to have this week. There you go, man. Shameless plug. So Darius Slay is going to be questionable this week. Uh, So they get Kansas City. Uh, That's the last thing you want is your top cornerback going to be injured with with the best offense in the league coming into town. So that, that hurts. I don't think it's an upgrade for any one 
I think it's an upgrade for kind of the unit as a whole. I think Patrick Mahomes is just going to be a stud again. Yeah, of course, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, Darius Slay or not, uh, this was going to be a pretty bad game. So, right. well, I mean, by bad, I mean bad for the Lions. <laughs> yeah, fire up all the Chiefs, but don't play many of the Lions. Uh, so Jordan Reed report couple days ago that he might be forced to retire because he's had too many concussions report today that Jay Gruden expects him to return uh, but didn't give a timetable I think he's had like eight documented concussions at what point do you just not let the guy back on the field yeah I and mean, we're talking about eight documented how many undocumented because I mean you know football players they can concuss a lot without reporting it so, I mean, this guy's brain has been rattling inside his head for years. It's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope for his health he retires. But I, I have him in a few dynasty leagues, but I'll gladly cut him if, if it means he's going to, you know, live a full life. Well, at, at what point is, I guess, I mean, this is a much longer conversation, but, you know, at what point does the employer, is the employer responsible for making him retire? You know, if, if he's right. putting his body on the line, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's a debate and longer, longer story, but it's interesting how this is going to play out. Yeah, absolutely. So earlier, Dale and I talked about uh, some lineups that hit last week. So I wanted to kind of briefly cover some of these uh, on FanDuel. Uh, we we had a line that had you know 162 points. You're going to see a lot of similarities in these four lines that we're going to talk about, but. It was a cash lineup. It doubled up easily. Um, it had Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. So, it, you know, I had the Cowboys, obviously, against the Dolphins. Dalvin Cook went nuts against Oakland. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Mike Evans, who caught three touchdowns, went for like 190 yards. Larry Fitzgerald, uh, George Kittle, Frank Gore, and the Cardinals defense uh, got you 162 points. 172 points over on FanDuel, almost 173, had you know a fair amount of the same people. It had Dak and Zeke and Evans and Fitz. Uh, where it altered a little bit was it had uh, Mark Ingram, who ran for three touchdowns. Randall Cobb didn't do much, but with the rest of this lineup, he didn't need to. Uh, Austin Hooper had a good game. Devonta Freeman and the Cowboys DST. Um, over on DraftKings, we had a few lineups hit as well. This one had a little bit of a Houston stack. Um, it had Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Duke Johnson. Johnson didn't do much, but he came back with Keenan Allen, who had another monster game. Uh, side note, Dale, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I think Keenan Allen could finish as the overall wide receiver one this year. That's probably a bit of a hot take, but he's seeing so many targets. Yeah, it's bold, but uh, yeah, he, he can do it. Yeah. So this one also had George Kittle, uh, and then I brought it back with the New England defense with Rex Burkhead. Um, in tournaments, I always, almost always like to stack my defense with a running back. And in our DFS chat, I, I immediately texted the group when I said Burkhead hit value after he got his touchdown. Steve was pretty upset at that one. <laughs> um, but another monster DraftKings lineup had... The uh, Winston-Evans pairing uh, also had O.J. Howard, but then uh, Chris Carson didn't do much. But Zeke Elliott, Mecole Hardman, Curtis Samuel, uh, and Dallas defense all, all had pretty big games. Um, so th that's just a, you know, a little bit of an example as to what we bring you on a weekly basis. So we had 
two lineups over 160 on FanDuel. We had two lineups over 180 on DraftKings. Uh, obviously, DraftKings being full PPR does change things a little bit. But now I want to look into into this week, um, and we're going to start by telling you who isn't on the main slate. So bye weeks is going to be San Francisco and the New York Jets. You likely weren't playing many of them anyway. But the Thursday night game is Philadelphia at Green Bay. Sunday night is Dallas at New Orleans. Monday night is Cincy at Pittsburgh. So what that means for you is on the main slate, you're not going to have Carson Wentz or Zach Ertz. You're not going to have Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. You're not going to have Dak, Amari, Zeke. Uh, you're not going to have Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Juju, James Conner, Joe Mixon. So looking at this this player pool, like it, it's really kind of ugly, but I, I think that's going to make it a little easier to, to build your lines. I mean, what, what do you think about all the players you're not going to have? Do you, yeah. Does you that know, concern you a little bit? No, I kind of like weeks like this because it's taking – the um you know it's making you think a little bit more and and i think you have to dive a little bit deeper and you can get a much big banger for your buck a big bang for your buck here uh and especially with guys like i know you you have in your notes you know guys like kyle allen um you know daryl williams those guys are going to help you win this week because you're not you don't have the crutches of you know the big names that you just mentioned Right. Yeah. So if, if you want to look at some of my, and, and I haven't done a deep dive, obviously it's Tuesday. So the pricing was just released, but at quarterback and really at any position, I just hate going in like the mid tier. So I don't want a quarterback who's going to cost me, you know, $6,800. I either want to find one that's going to be, you know, close to 6,000, or I want to find one that's going to be, you know, paying up for one. So looking at the cheaper options, you have Kyle Allen. Um, depending on what site you're looking at, he's 5,200 on DraftKings, 6,800 on FanDuel. Matt Stafford is 5,500 on DraftKings, 69 on FanDuel. Nice. Daniel Jones, I think he is going to be in everybody's cash lineup, uh, so he's going to be very chalky. 5,300 only on DraftKings, but 7,300 on FanDuel. Kyler Murray and Josh Allen kind of round out the the cheaper targets that I'm looking at. But this week, I'm going to pay up. I'm going all the way up to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's going to cost you 7500 on DraftKings and 9200 on FanDuel. I don't care. He's going to get you, at minimum, 25 fantasy points. Uh, that's, that's more than going to crush his value. He's, I mean, he's a cheat code. When is he not going to throw for three touchdowns and 300 yards? Yep. Especially against this Dallas defense. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Detroit defense. Yeah, Steve knows all about it, and he'll he'll tell you the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> um, looking at the running back position, actually, before we get into running backs, I mean, Dale, did you have any any comments? Was there any other quarterbacks that you were targeting? No, I mean, you know, guys like Kyle Allen, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen. These are the guys that you can lean on on weeks that you know with these uh, with these guys with the the teams out of the main slate. You know. I get the Mahomes pick. Um, I think this week I'd be a little bit more contrarian because of, you know, these lower, lower owned guys. Yeah, absolutely. In, in tournaments and GPPs, I will 100% be contrarian, but in, in the cash game, I'll definitely eat the Mahomes chalk. Um, I, I had Steve send me, uh, since he couldn't be on, you know, I still wanted him to contribute a little bit. So I had him send me two, 
one cash lineup on DraftKings and one on FanDuel, and his quarterback on both was Phillip Rivers. So he's attacking Miami, and and rightfully so. But he's he's also an option. Uh, he'll be 6,200 on DraftKings and 78 on FanDuel. So jumping on over to the running backs, uh, we talked about him briefly, but Wayne Gallman, I mean, he's gross, but you know he's gonna he should see at minimum 15 touches, and he's only 4,600 dollars on DraftKings and 58 on FanDuel. So he's he's near the bottom of the barrel for price. Uh, if he finds the end zone once, he's gonna hit his value. So he's he's in play for cash. Um, you know, you just talked about Daryl Williams. He's super cheap as well, but the only way I'm playing him in cash is if uh, we find out that McCoy and Damian are out. Both, um, both, just clear that if you want both of them out. Yes, you can't, I do. It's not just not one or the other. Correct. Okay. If well, if if Damian is out and McCoy is limited, I might be into him in cash. But at that point, I, th- I think he's a better tournament play. Okay. Um, sticking in the same game, uh, carry on Johnson. I mean, you look at games with high you know over under high game totals and and kansas city detroit has the highest so points got to come somewhere if they come from detroit you know i like carry on's carry on's chances of contributing i i'm so conflicted with carry on johnson this season i mean you saw him last week what do you have 20 carry or yeah 20 carries for 30 or 40 yards and just under two yards a carry which is horrible but Mm -hmm. we saw what and i know baltimore is totally different team than detroit but we saw how dominating Baltimore was against that Kansas City front uh, front line defense. So, um, if if you could do anything against Kansas City, is to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and run the ball as mm-hmm. much as you can. And Carryon Johnson is the only guy that's going to run the ball. I mean, he dominated last week. Uh, I think he had twenty attempts compared to um, shoot. I, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he had like one or two attempts. Um, mm-hmm. So, Carryon's a, a smart player. Yeah, he's going to be their workhorse, uh, and like you said, I mean, you saw Mark Ingram get him for three touchdowns. So, the way to the way to beat Kansas City is try to keep the ball out of their hands, and, yep. and carry on is going to be a key in doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we touched about the Colts a little bit earlier. Um, if T. Y. Hilton is is out, uh, I, I really like Marlon Mack. I think they're going to lean heavily on that offensive line, lean heavily on that run game. Uh, Marlon Mack is sixty one hundred on DraftKings and seventy three on FanDuel. So he's in the mid to lower uh, price tier for, for running backs. Um, jumping on into the more expensive running backs that I'd like to have, you got Austin Eckler playing against Miami. I mean, fire up anybody playing against Miami. Uh, the next two are playing each other, which could be an ugly game when you have Mark Ingram and Nick Chubb uh, as Baltimore faces Cleveland. I don't know if there's going to be much room to run on, on either front, um, but they are locked into. 15 to 20 plus touches and that's really what I look for in my cash game running back is is all about opportunity give me guys who are going to see the ball mm-hmm. so I, I between the two I would probably have to lean Ingram only because I think Cleveland's defense is going to be easier to run on than Baltimore I mean do you have a feeling about either one I agree I agree I mean I, I do I still like Nick Chubb here but you're picking one or the other I like Ingram much better yeah and I believe he's a little cheaper. Um, Ingram, well, no, he's not. He's a little bit more expensive. Ingram is 6600 on DraftKings, 78 on FanDuel. Uh, and then there's Christian McCaffrey. Uh, with Barkley out, he is the highest-priced running back, uh, 88 on DraftKings and 9000 on FanDuel. 
So you're paying up, but, I mean, you saw what he was with Kyle Allen. I think he ran the ball 24, 25 times, plus the catches. I mean, he his ceiling is sky high. It's nuts. And, and, and his floor is, is the highest of anybody on the slate. So he's definitely going to be in my cash game lineups. Um, I mean, trust him absolutely to finish as the RB1. I mean, we're not, we're not really hesitant to, you know, when we see – the box score to see Christian McCaffrey with 150 to 200 yards. Like we're not really, you know, total yards. We're not really blinking an eye at that. <laughs> you know I mean? It's, it's absolutely possible right. from week it's, to week. And that's crazy. Um, another, and then, another week. <laughs> and then you add in a touchdown or two on top of that. Uh, it's, it's guaranteed almost. Yeah. And a guy we talked about uh, earlier is Keenan Allen. Uh, he is going to be in probably every one of my cash lines. Uh, I think his target share, even if they get up on the Dolphins, I mean, how do you think they're going to do it? Like they're going to have to score points to get up, and and I think Keenan Allen is such a huge part of that offense. It's going to flow through him. Look, I mean, as bad as the Dolphins are, and they're horrible, and I've disowned them this year. For those that don't listen to the OG Pod that are listening to this, I used to be a Dolphins fan. Uh, grew up in Miami in 1982. I was born. And I probably started watching them around, I don't know, 86, 87, all the way through my whole adult life. I disowned them. Um, so I'm not a fan of theirs anymore. But when you, when any team is playing in the NFL, you, they, you have to assume, hey, they're an NFL team. They suck, but we got to keep our foot, you know, foot on the pedal. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Keenan Allen's going to be looked at as for at least three quarters fairly heavily and i'm looking at it's i don't know if it's sneaky i know you mentioned it and maybe it's talked about way more than in other places but keenan allen is dominating the target uh the target numbers among wide receivers by you know he has 42 targets the next highest is sammy Watkins with 32 and he's the only wide receiver with 400 total yards so far and uh and three touchdowns that's pretty pretty crazy uh i think the key for him is going to be health absolutely yeah i think he's got to stay on the field but it's crazy how much he's dominated through three games, and he, people aren't shouting him from the rooftops yet, which is interesting. Give it time. Yeah. But I do want to say that I said it here first. He could finish <laughs> as the wide receiver one. Um, and not to get too off topic, but with, speaking of the Dolphins, did you see how dumb Amari Cooper made Xavier Howard look on that touchdown? <laughs> Stupid, man. He had him, he had him all. T- and that's the one talented guy that they have on the defense. So – I'm kind of thinking he's already checked out, and he won't even follow Keenan Allen into the slot. So yeah. he's going to get some undrafted eighth-round draft pick or something covering, trying to cover him. I think Keenan Allen's in for another monster week. Um, a little bit less expensive. Uh, look at what Sterling Shepard did uh, once Daniel Jones took over. You got Sammy Watkins, um, which you just talked about, 32 targets this year. 32 targets in a Patrick Mahomes offense. Yeah, give me all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the other side of the field, uh, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones. Like I mentioned before, that's, this game has the highest over-under on the slate, so I would like as many pieces of it as I can get. Do you have a thought on if it's Galladay or Jones or both? Uh, I think it's going to be a week-to-week week, week week thing. Gut calls, you know, looking a little bit deeper into who's guarding who, uh, you know, week-to-week. Week. i I, this week, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, this week, I, it could be both. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would always lean Galladay, um, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, he's likely to see you know more targets, but 
It's just a matter of if he can find the end zone, if he's not being doubled. Right. Um, next guy I'm going to say is is really only if Julian Edelman is out. Do I want Philip Dorsett in my cash lines? But he's super cheap. He's 4700 on DraftKings, 59 on FanDuel. You can't you can't ignore the price for Dorsett here, even if Edelman plays. Um, Tom Brady could still spread the ball around. The run game isn't what we thought it would be at this point. I like Dorsett a lot this week. Yeah, man. So when you look at when you think about cash games, and and I talk about players hitting value, you want them to essentially double their price. So he's forty seven hundred on DraftKings. So you double that, that's you know, nine point four. So it's gonna take him thirty four yards and a touchdown to to hit value or, you know, just ninety yards with a couple of catches. I, I think he could definitely hit value, but if Edelman is out, he is in a smash spot. Okay. Uh, the next two guys, I had them both in one of my lineups last week, and, and I don't hate doing it again, but it's Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. The Cardinals play at the fastest pace of any team in the NFL, so if they're going to continue to play as fast as they are, that's going to be more targets for the wide receivers, and Kyler Murray shows that these are the two guys that he trusts. Like Keyshawn Johnson or you know some other guy might see you know a long touchdown here or there, but week-to-week, drive-to-drive. I mean, these guys are the ones that are going to be seeing the majority of the targets. So, yeah, I'll take one or both. Uh, If you had to pick, I guess, which one would you go with? I'm going Christian Kirk. Yeah, I I also, like, I hate the he's due narrative, but he's due. I don't think he's got a (laughs) touchdown this year. I think they've all gone to fits. So it's he's not going to go, you know, the entire season without scoring. I I think it's coming pretty soon. I do too. I like Christian Kirk a lot. Uh, the last guy uh, for cash that I want to talk about is John Brown. Like it. Um, again, dirt cheap. I mean, he's 5,300 on DraftKings, 56 on FanDuel. He's probably a better FanDuel play for me only because he's not really the PPR monster. I mean, John Brown will be the guy that, you know, four catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. He's not going to be the Julian Edelman 11 catches for 90 yards. So, He's more of a ceiling play, and he's also probably more of a FanDuel play where you don't get a point per reception. Um, I mean, do you like John Brown at all this week? Yeah, I mean, just looking at I know it's we can't constantly be looking at his past games. It's only week four, so we've had three full games. But, you know, he started the week in, in targets, starting from week one, was 10, 8, then 5. You think that his normal target share is going to be, you know, above 5 and below 10, you know, so maybe even out somewhere, you know, seven, eight, nine targets a game is probably what he's going to be looking at, which is very solid. I mean, so you're looking at, you know, maybe seven, eight catches a game. I think that's pretty solid and for a Bills team that uh, is obviously improved, and, you know, with Josh Allen there as well. I like I like John Brown a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's essentially the number one receiver, mm-hmm. and his quarterback is a huge arm. So, And that's what he's good at. He's good at running down the field and catching a deep ball. Yep. Tight end for me this week is really, really, really easy, um, and I'll get into why in a second. Obviously, you look at the higher price guys, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, which, by the way, Darren Waller out of nowhere, uh, just putting up numbers. Nuts. And Evan, Evan Ingram uh, are the three most expensive tight ends. They're all fine in cash, uh, but for me, it's it's either Will Disley or TJ Hawkinson. Interesting. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is $3,300, so he is dirt cheap on DraftKings, 5200 on FanDuel, so not much more expensive. 
and that goes along with you know what I said earlier with this game has a high over under so you know the tight end he's probably going to get targeted if if he can find the end zone he's going to return his value uh the Will Disley play is is where I'm at but my my fear is that he's going to be owned everywhere so I'm going to read off the last three tight ends to go against the Arizona Cardinals TJ Hawkinson, week one, six catches, 131 yards, one touchdown. Mark Andrews in week two, eight grabs, 112, and a touchdown. Greg Olson last week, six grabs, 75, two touchdowns. So on the year, the Arizona Cardinals have given up 20 catches, 318 yards, and four touchdowns to tight ends. Give me all the Will Disley for 3,600 on DraftKings and 54 on FanDuel. It's an easy play for me. He's he might be in every one of my lineups, cash or tournament. I think that's pretty smart, man. I like it. I'm not crazy about the Hawkinson uh, play, but for sure, Disley. Um, yeah, I, that's almost a sure thing for me. Yeah, Hawkinson's kind of come back down to earth since you know since he got the Cardinals in Week One, but with a game that's going to have such a high you know high score according to Vegas anyway. I'll take any part of that I can get, and he's the cheapest part. So um, looking on over at the defenses, obviously the Chargers are in play. They, they play Miami. And we, I don't know how many more times we have to talk about the Dolphins, but you know, play the Chargers, but know that you're paying up for them. Um, they are the most expensive on both sites, 3800 on DraftKings, 5300 on FanDuel. Uh, I actually like Tampa quite a bit, and I know they play at the Rams, but – they they get turnovers and they get sacks and that's all you need is is one of those turnovers to turn into a touchdown and they're going to crush for your for your you know daily team sure any other defenses out there that you like uh, or are avoiding yeah i mean the one defense that i'm looking at right now is baltimore versus cleveland uh just because baltimore has been on fire uh, and you saw, I mean, they were able to at least slow down for a little bit, although Patrick Mahomes still, uh, you know, their offense was still able to score 30 plus points, but the Ravens kind of held their own and I think they can do more against Baker Mayfield. So I really like Baltimore. I don't know what their price is. Do, do you have that, uh, available JJ? Uh, yeah. Give me one second. Cause I, I have a feeling they're not going to be that, you know, high top tier price and, uh, you could still play with, with confidence. Uh, the Ravens are 3,200 on DraftKings, which has them pretty much right in the middle. Yeah. Um, so hey, you're not overpaying, and, and but they're not dirt cheap as well. So, yeah, it's definitely a viable play. You know, and, and I mean, this goes back kind of to Baker Mayfield conversation. Do they get Baker Mayfield back on track to do what he was doing last year? Um, I think they're asking him to do a lot more and play outside of his game. So I, as soon as that clicks, I don't think this is going to be a good play. But this week um, – you know, whoever's playing Cleveland, I think, has a good shot. And Baltimore just so happens to be a pretty good defense, too. Yeah, absolutely. And and we kind of talked about the, the poor O-line in Houston as far as run blocking goes, but Cleveland's offensive line is, is awful. I mean, Baker has almost no time to throw, which that's a little concerning for a guy that likes to hold on to the ball and make things happen. Right. So if, if that's the case this week, yeah, Baltimore could absolutely capitalize. Yep, yep. I do want to mention just really quick those not not only playing DFS but in you know season long uh, Ravens do have a pretty good schedule coming up Pittsburgh Cincinnati then Seattle 
So at least for the next couple weeks, they're still good plays. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So now uh, we'll take a little bit of time to talk about some GPP uh, a little bit with some game stacks. Um, with with stacks like this, you want to look at the the over-under. Um, and right now for the highest over-under on the slate, we've talked about it before, Kansas City and Detroit, uh, over-under is going to be 54 points. Um, that, that's a lot of points. So you're going to want to get part of this game at least. I like – Speaking of being just a little contrarian, I'll I'll stack you know the the Lions. I'll go with a Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones stack, and then if I bring it back with Darrell Williams and Travis Kelsey or Nicole Hardman and Travis Kelsey, I mean that you know that right there could be a fair amount of your fantasy points for for daily. Um, Another game that I like for a game stack is going to be Tampa Bay at the Rams. Uh, that's the second highest over-under. Uh, I, I don't think Mike Evans is going to repeat. He's going to see a lot of Aqib Tlaib. So if I'm stacking Winston, I'm going to be stacking him with Godwin and O.J. Howard and then probably bring it back with you know one of the receivers. Um, Tampa's been sneaky good against the run, so I don't advise playing Tarly, Todd Gurley in any form, uh, cash or GPP. Any plays from those two games? Yeah, I mean, I, I do like, and if you have the price, I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, for O.J. Howard, I know you talked about Disley. Uh, I'm curious what O.J. Howard's value is compared to Disley um, this week because I do think that O.J. Howard showed a little bit of promise last week and he's going to get back on track especially you know what we saw from Evans I think Winston is definitely capable of feeding some of his receivers and and scoring some points so yeah so on uh on FanDuel Will Disley 5400 OJ Howard 5900 so he's more expensive on FanDuel okay uh jumping over to DraftKings Disley at 36 OJ Howard at 3900 mm-hmm. So he's more expensive on both yeah. sides. But uh, like you said, I mean, he could be under the radar. So I, I don't think he'd be high-owned. I don't think he'd be the chalk tight end. He's absolutely in play for tournaments. I mean, just, just looking at this over-under, you know, we look at this these over-unders and really take, take it in constant uh, consideration just because Vegas knows what they're talking about, and they're usually pretty close. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So if I'm ever in doubt, I'll kind of use that as a tiebreaker. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this game has an over-under 50, and this one is 38. Okay, I'll probably go for the 50. I mean, there's not just a couple Dale and JJs in Vegas, like, making these numbers. You know, these are, uh, (laughs) you know, this this stuff uh, really is down down to the science. They usually get it within points, within one or two points. Right, right, which is why the the over-under is usually set at a half point because they, they know, they know what they're talking about. That half point makes a difference. Yep. Uh, another game with a high over under, and we talked about it briefly is Seattle, Arizona with the pace that Arizona runs. Uh, it's, there's going to be so many plays in this game that you could stack either side and bring it back with anybody on the other side and be just fine. Like if you did a Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald stack, and then you had Will Disley coming back for Seattle. Or you could do, you know, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, uh, Will Disley, and bring it back with David Johnson. I mean, I, th- I think he's definitely a GPP running back that I'd target only because they're not using anybody else in the backfield. 
But what concerns me a little bit about Seattle's backfield is is Chris Carson's fumbles. I mean, is is he going to play a full game? His price is getting down there where he's he's more reasonable. But you know, last week I had him in a lineup and he just absolutely killed me because they didn't trust him after he fumbled again. So I I don't know. I mean, do you think if Rashad Penny plays, are you going to have any Penny? Yeah, uh, I am. I am concerned about Carson, but I'm not even close to considering Penny right now. What about CJ Procise? I mean, he came in and played a majority of the second half. Is he is he gonna repeat? Uh again, the same the same thing. I'm waiting to see. This week, absolutely not. I don't I don't trust him. I don't trust okay. I I don't I don't trust Carson, but I'm not touching any of any of these running backs for for That's a couple of weeks. That's fair. And one other game that, that I think is gonna be kind of sneaky and and it may not be because the offenses are so good, it may be just because the defenses are so bad. But that Washington-New York Giant game, I, I think Daniel Jones is going to be chalk, but Case Keenum is going to be able to throw all day on that JV defense the Giants have. So stacking some Washington and, and you know Giants c- could could win you some money. Keenum is sneaky because uh, just everybody, you know, what have you done for me lately? Everybody just remembers him being on his back when he just played the Bears on Monday. So, yeah, I mean, this this could be sneaky where people are, you know, fading Keenum just because of his performance. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think primetime games are a blessing and a curse because everybody sees it. So if, if you have Devontae Adams this coming week and he goes off, uh, I mean, if, you know, he <laughs> – it's a good thing, but if you don't have Devontae Adams and you want him as like a trade target and everybody sees him go off, you're not going to get him for cheap. So and it's kind of the same thing like you just said. Everybody saw Keenum on his back, so they might not want to play him this week. But, you know, the Giants are not the Bears. It's a significantly easier matchup. Yep. I agree. Well, were there any other games you wanted to touch on? I mean, that's pretty much it for my for my GPP stacks. No, I love it. I love it. Okay. Nice. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking the time and, and joining us, uh, slumming it down with the DFS pod. Uh, it was fun. I appreciate, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, I've been holding the clipboard for too long. It was time for me to get in some action. You know, I took off my earbuds and got in the game. It feels nice. So, Are, are you saying that you're our Daniel Jones? Uh, hey, I didn't say it, but, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I want to bring it back to Miami, so I'm going to call you our Josh Rosen. You know, um, Josh Rosen might be the only thing good in Miami right now. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts anybody from Miami. Don't let don't let Brito and Armando know you said that. <laughs> well, you, what I'm saying is, look, Fitzpatrick's there. He, you know, he's a journeyman anyways. He doesn't give a shit. Um, then you, you have Josh Rosen, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. He wants to make an impression. He actually wants to win. Everybody else just wants to either get traded or, you know, just there josh rosen wants to win it but you know ownership doesn't and i'm not gonna i guess i can appreciate i'm not gonna support a team that cannot uh that does not support winning that's what if they're following the cleveland browns tanking model where they just suck for four or five years and then stockpile first round as a business i get it as a fan i'm not buying it i i i'm not i'm not going to uh you know fill their pockets with merchandise money and uh you know tv rights money and all that stuff i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna be part of that so they could do what they want and i get it as a business owner 
If I was a business owner, yeah, I would probably do the same thing. Uh, long-term success. But as a fan, uh, no. Nope. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking for a new team. I don't know who it's going to be yet. You know, I like, I kind of like the Bears. Because, oh, get out of here. I mean, you know, they're, they're not there yet, but they're good enough to root for. Um, you no, know, they're not. The Packers. Yeah, I'll, I'll just look like a band, bandwagon jumper if I get on the Packers. We accept those up here. You can you can jump on this bandwagon. See, There's plenty of room. I don't want to be a bandwagon jumper. So I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place because I don't I don't want to just jump on a shitty team because then you know it just looks like I'm just going for a crappy team. But at the same time, I can't be a bandwagon jumper. So I got some work to do. I'll figure it out by the next season. <laughs> well, good luck, Dale. Where where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, follow us on at Eat Sleep FF. Our website eatsleepfantasy.com. Um, there's all kinds of good stuff. We have a lot of good stuff coming up. All of JJ's articles are all put on the website all the time. And uh, yeah, at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. Or if you guys want to get into the private group on Facebook, Eat Nation Private Group. Uh, it's good conversation there. A lot of good people in that in that group. So join it. Yeah, absolutely. And and be sure to follow the pod on Twitter. It's at esfdd. Follow myself at JJ Gosh and follow Steve at S S P A C two one. That's S SPAC twenty one. We gotta get Steve to change his name. You know, we were working on it a little bit he doesn't in want the to. chat. He doesn't want he to. Doesn't and, want I, to. and I kinda want him to stick to his guns, but I do like Canadian Clayton. <laughs> Canadian Clayton's good. JJ Gosh might be the best Twitter handle in all of East Sleep Fantasy's uh uh umbrella because it's just simple. Kinda hard to name. screw that up. It, I mean, there's no underscores, there's no numbers, there's no nicknames. It's just your name, JJ Gosh. That's all I'm asking for. I, I appreciate that, and you just said I was the the best in the ESF umbrella. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cut it right there. Dale, thanks for joining us today. Uh, as always, you know, follow everybody on on Twitter. Follow Steve on Instagram. Don't don't hesitate to you know slide into the DMs with some questions. But till next time, be easy. Ball action that you need.